Hi, welcome to the Awaken podcast. My name is Natasha Pelgrom and I am your host and I'm delighted to share with you that this is already our third episode from season three. And um, my recent episodes were two shorter ones, two solo episodes, and they were really meant as an introduction to this season as I'm weaving new topics in and new approaches to the Awaken podcast uh, with a slightly different uh, angle and content. And one of the teachings that has been deeply um, uh, in my field and what I've been exploring over the last year in the work of facilitation and the work of uh, doing my own practices is really the work is rewarded by the gifts you receive in silence. And this is really like a pillar that I'm holding for this season in this podcast and to explore. And uh, some of the guests that will be coming on are not only from the plant medicine, entheogen, psychedelic realm, but also from beyond, where we expose and talk about self-leadership. We talk about a ceremony and ritual in the broader sense, and also purpose. And for this episode, I will introduce to you in a minute... Um, one of an amazing facilitator who I've met recently at this beautiful event called Medicine Festival at an amazing, generous um, um, tobacco ceremony with a tabaquero from Colombia. Um, But before I introduce him, I would like to share a little bit more about this season and what has been unfolding in the field. And one of the other pillars that I'm um, anchoring in this year is a pillar that um, is more about my own purpose. And it is a pillar about what I feel eventually is the work that is needed in the world. And this is just my color palette, my expression of it. Um, and this is, has to do with being stewards of the sacred. So as this podcast is launching in October uh, 2023, I am officially launching also our very first online conference and and with this conference, I'm basically also launching our bigger education platform that we are going to build out over the next year. But that being said, going back to really where, where will we come from? You know, because in 2017, we embarked on our really inaugural above ground retreats with Awaken the Medicine Within. This was setting a stage for a remarkable journey where we have guided over 450 individuals through profound transformation through our programs. And the programs were actually created because I saw that the layering of the experience, the integration of the experience and weaving into actually long-lasting behavioral changes needed time and even five-day retreats you know we do our best but actually it would be more time (laughs) this is why we have an extensive uh, preparation and integration program through our educational platform a membership platform with multiple weeks of support Um, but that being said over the past uh, year and a half I have really laid the foundation for a new facet of service to complement our retreats. And this is our educational platform. We're launching it with an online virtual conference called Stewards of the Sacred, Self-Leadership, Ritual and Purpose in a Time of Psychedelic Expansion. 
The live virtual conference will be 27, 28, and 29th of October. We will record, so you'll have access for 48 hours if you can't make all of the live sessions. Um, but what is important that I wanted to share here as the launch and notify you as loyal listeners and friends that are out there is that, you know, psychedelic plant medicines... Uh, really open our inner eyes and they make it possible for us to see beyond the veil and connect to something that is greater than ourselves. It's really about through these relationships and not only psychedelics, but, you know, through a relationship of cooperation with the plant kingdom and queendom, through the relationship with the elements and elementals, we receive new understanding of who we are and what is possible for us. But it is of critical importance that we not only work with psychedelic medicines for transformation, but that we also honor and have really a deep reverence to acknowledge the sacred inherent in this engagement and to become true leaders who hold the principles of stewardship, integrity and heart at the core of everything we do. If you'd like to really learn more about, you know, how to step into this level of leadership and purpose with your own life, I this is why I've created this and a global conference is really starting super soon. So in the show notes, there will be a link to uh, enroll. And again, it's a free event with pre-recorded so feel free to uh, join in live and if you can't watch all of them then you can also watch in the 48 hours but what I really want to share with you is that the speakers from a variety of backgrounds and um, modalities uh, from wisdom keepers peers leaders thought leaders uh, philosophers um, elders um mystery teachers, um, psychologists, researchers, everybody that has joined has been woven in with a lot of care and a lot of dedication by myself and the team that is producing this event together with me. And I have to say that I'm so, so honored by the willingness from each of the speakers and the resonance and blessings that I have been receiving for this work and this message to come through really um it has been really an important aspect of you know without any inhibition to then receive the blessings and the recognition of what we're weaving here and really through prayer and ceremony i've been holding the space every single day with every single interview i've been living in ceremony every single moment in the creation of this um, it's important to me to share that, um, you know, I, when you create something and when you go beyond your initial uh, pull or vision and then the practicalities that come in place, you know, it, the, the, the emails, the setup, the structure, the backbone to actually make it happen. You know, sometimes you can lose sight of, of the why, but for every single step of the moment, I was not losing sight at all because every person that spoke and gave their energy and their wisdom into this container reminded me of the importance of weaving these messages together in one space. So one of the things I wanted to highlight also here is that, you know, 
If you are in a relationship with sacred plant teachings, psychedelics, and theogens, and you have been really wondering about the following questions, I really want you to listen to these questions and see where it resonates in your body. So, how can I ensure that my work with plant medicines is aligned with honoring the sacred and being good steward on this uh, planet? How can I strengthen the path of my sense of trust in life and in my own capacity in the earth, my spirit allies and more? How can I more deeply feel and embody my true nature as deeply interconnected with the all web of life? How can I become the leader who is acting as a good steward for the future generations on the earth? Even if you're not working in the psychedelic realm, wherever your expressions, wherever your mission is, wherever you're contributing, whatever you are supporting your family with, you can ask yourself this question. How can I become a type of leader who is acting as a good steward? Then how can I create a life filled with qualities of unity for all of us, from compassion, collaboration, contribution, heart? How can I find truly aligned practitioners, or for example, or healers who offer plant medicines in sacred ways and respectful for the original indigenous traditions who have worked with these plants for millennia? So these are some of the questions that we were at, will we be answering and actually so much more will come up. I'm telling you, you know, um, I hope you, you really have, um, uh, feel the calling to come in and drop in with more than 30 of us that have woven in this space together. And I'm just merrily really listening and feeling and holding the space, holding the cauldron for everything to move and express itself. I want to really say thank you to everybody that has contributed and that is tuning into this podcast. I know what it takes to really set aside your time from, first of all, your family life and then from your mission and your work. So that is important to me to really acknowledge that. Um, and without further ado, you know, Stewards of the Sacred is an absolutely joy to tap into. Um, I think joy is an important quality to bring forth in this time and to really connect with each other. So, Stewards of the Sacred, going live very soon, 27, 28, and 29, online. Everybody can join. It is for free. Go to the show notes, Stewards of the Sacred, and join us. Then, bridging this, because the theme Stewards of the Sacred... I am going to continue to weave that into this podcast as well. So as I shared with you, um, that one pillar is really about the work is rewarded by the gifts you receive in silence and that that is the pillar that I'm calling in the those who have worked more than a decade uh, with these teacher allies and that can share about their own process, their own initiation, the trials and turbulences, what is needed to be a facilitator, what is needed to be a guide, what is needed to be someone that is dedicated to this work. What are the challenges that arise? How do you learn? How do you implement? How do you embody? So that's another part of this season. And then 
as I'm weaving in stewards of the sacred, I will be asking a similar kind of questions about stewardship, sacredness, self-leadership, purpose into this podcast as we're weaving this conference and weaving the podcast po- topics in and out of each other, because I believe there are, these are endless topics that we could talk to forever. <laughs> but without further ado, I really want to introduce this new friend who I recently met, but we have some similarities. First of all, our sense of humor. We keep on sending to each other the most hilarious memes. I've been called in the past meme queen. He is definitely a meme king. <laughs> um, so I think laughter and uh, joy connects us on so many deep levels, but it was especially in this six hour tobacco ceremony that our eyes interlocked we were basically almost standing next to each other and our eyes interlocked and there was just this knowing we just had a we just had an understanding and you know when you're doing sports or you're in a band or you're holding space when you are in a field of a common energy field you can tap in to each other and there is a telepathic understanding and messaging that goes back and forth So when you have that in that field with someone new and there is a deep understanding, you go like, oh, I like you. Ah, that feels good to feel seen and to be and to see, you know. So who is here today and who am I having a deep conversation with? It's Mark John Brown. And let me share a little bit more about him. He has studied shamanism since 2008. Having traveled extensively since his late teens, he has built a close, intimate friendships with numerous indigenous populations across Latin America and the world. Him and his wife live in Scotland, which we will also be speaking about the massive gifts that she and him are bringing forth. But nowadays, he's one of the two head coaches of Plant Spirit School, a pioneering six-month psychedelic integration coaching for certification program. He is the executive secretary of El Puente, a nonprofit foundation that helps reciprocity and regenerate among Amazonian indigenous populations. And together with his Peruvian wife, he is the co-founder of Native Wisdom Hub, a cultural education and training company that coaches and mentors people in plant spirit shamanism whilst working hard to keep the voices of the world's living indigenous populations alive as we transition through this psychedelic renaissance. Native Wisdom Hub is proudly operates in the basis of revenue sharing model in collaboration with multiple Peruvian indigenous communities. So in the show notes are, of course, the contacts and uh, links and sites and follows and everything you would need to know to get in contact with this beautiful couple if you feel called to do some work with them. But what are we talking about here in this podcast? Besides, you know, the two pillars that I've just shared with you, we're also going to go into building a community, heart-centered leadership. We're going into you know, the the trials and tribulations of and the sacrifices you do as a facilitator and the importance of having a soul calling when you step into this work. You need consistency, you need energy, power. uh, And that power means in form of strength, not power over something, right? Right relationship, cultivation, but also one very important one that Mark highlights, which is faith. Faith is a very important aspect to be able to navigate the world's darkness or in our own shadow aspect too. 
you know, prayer being an important in the creation of relationships and facilitation and relationships, not only in the relationships with human to human, but also in the unseen and invisible and with all of the qualities in between. We also go into what it is to have sacred relationship with plants, what it is to being the steward of the sacred and relationship with reciprocity. So we're going to go into quite some beautiful topics here. And once you're done, I would really appreciate, and I, I ask it over and over and over, please share it. Please share our uh, efforts. Um, as you can hear, I'm not plugging any products. Maybe I will in the future, but then it would be for a very specific reason and it will be something that I 100% believe in. But uh, as of now, I will not plug any products. This is totally my time and the time of our uh, guests. There is a love and a passion and a soul calling to bring forth stories and to uh, help weave each other into this new dawn. But we do need you too as a listener. And we do need you because this world of the interwebs is woven in by algorithms and systems that um, are in place for us to be able to reach more people. Um, and to do that, we just simply need you to go to Apple, but give us a few stars, place a note what you've appreciated or inspired about the podcasts or this specific episode. So it really helps to ripple and weave in with each other. Um, so let's contribute together. Let's not be passive receivers, but be part of what is needed. And if you feel like posting it on social media and asking a question to Mark or myself or you know, or giving, giving a comment or something that has come up for you or something that you've learned from one of the questions that I'm, you know, asking our uh, listeners, uh, sorry, asking our, uh, the people that I'm interviewing. <laughs> I wish I could ask you the directly live, but maybe you should come to uh, Stewards of the Sacred at the conference. There will be a Q&A. So, um, but now I am actually, <laughs> let me refocus into um, this podcast. So, uh, the Awakened Podcast has been here for three seasons. I'm so grateful that you're still around and thank you so much for the comments and what you've been sharing about my two previous solo episodes. They're really short, but I try to keep it dense and uh, to share a little bit about where I'm at and what has been um, creation and where I'm at personally. You know, I ask so many things and you take your time to listen. So I wanted to honor that by telling you a little bit more about myself. So without further ado, let's drop in with Mark. And as you know, as the tradition of the Awakened podcast, we'll do an opening and centering right now. This is the Awakened podcast, and my name is Natasha Pelgom. In this series, we will connect with inspiring people, explore their life journeys and their stories through the intersections of spirituality, transformation, psychedelics, and science, while bridging the many ways of knowing. Now, let's expand our consciousness and step into our sovereignty. Welcome everybody to the Awaken podcast. My, Natasha, my name is Natasha Pelgom and I am here today with my dear friend, who is a recent dear friend but feels for eons, Mark John Brown. Welcome. Thank you very much, Natasha. Yes, I agree. It feels like it has been for eons. A dear friend. <laughs> yes. You are indeed. 
And um, as a tradition on the Awaken podcast uh, in our season three, we're going to continue with this is guiding you through uh, dropping into our space. So for those that can close their eyes, if it's safe to do so, please do so. If you are doing anything that you need your eyes open to, safety always first, of course. But allowing you to take that deep breath in, that deep breath in through the nose, holding it for a moment and gently and slowly exhaling through the mouth and just arriving in this very moment. As we open the field together in sacred circle. And allowing this honoring of sacred circle to come through as a little bell that does. Allowing ourselves to give permission to our bodies, our physical bodies, our emotional bodies, our mental bodies, our spiritual bodies, our cosmic bodies, our astral bodies, all bodies, all timelines, all dimensions, to fully align and welcoming the essence of the earth to come up and rise as it meets us. And with our breath, we welcome those qualities of the earth. For some of you, you call her Mother Earth or Pachamama or Gaia. This beautiful patch of soil just below you that is here just for you to surrender, lean into, nourish, ground, and nurture yourself in. And from this place of alignment to the earth, we acknowledge and breathe this essence in as we open up our awareness to the great mystery the star beings, grandmother moon, the beyond, the creative source of all that is, or for some, father sky. And as we welcome in that alignment, coming into our physical bodies, our emotional bodies, our mental bodies, our spiritual bodies, our astral bodies, our cosmic bodies, all bodies, all timelines, all dimensions, for the highest, highest and best of you and all involved, allowing in this alignment and as this earth energy and this creative source energy meet in the center of your being, your chest, your heart, as it expands around all of your bodies, creating this sacred circle here together. Welcoming in the presence of our ancestors, our guides, our teachers, our this way showers, the misfits, the rebels, the scientists, that have walked this path before us and after us and bring in joy, inspiration and equanimity into this sharing today and honoring the teachers of Mark John Brown and the wisdom that he's willing to share to inspire and influence and contribute to this little ripple on the ocean of change and welcome Mark and inviting you to share anything or that what you would like to welcome or acknowledge in today in this circle. Mm, thank you very much and calling on the powers of all directions the east energies of a new day freshness aliveness ah calling on the powers of the south play joy glee the inner child that lives within all of us calling on the powers of the west the powers of introspection the power to look deep within and find the most important answers to the most important questions, calling on the powers of the North, all of the ancestors, grandmothers, grandfathers, wise ones, those who have walked before us, 
powers of above, brothers and sisters of the star nations, all the powers of above, rain beings, thunder beings, lightning beings, beautiful divine masculine energies calling on you, the powers of below as we already have in this space, in our heart. Mm, Pachamama, Wiracocha, all the brothers and sisters of the plant kingdom, mushroom kingdom, fungi kingdom, four-legged, all the powers of below and the powers of within the place of personal power, the place of eternity, the place of eternal potential, helping us to remember our own power. And may all of these beings accompany us and work through us to help us speak only in and of the highest. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm. Thank you so much. And so it is and so it shall be. A beautiful <laughs> home. <laughs> Thank hope. you for being here. I love doing these openings together as it becomes a co-creative field that it needs to be. And so grateful for your presence. So grateful for your family as well and your wife who's now tending to your kids. So you, we could drop in at 8, 9 p.m. in the evening mm -hmm. here together, you know, after a Thank long you. day of work. So thank you for that. Thank you. Mm. I would love to drop in with you about, you know, a little bit about your personal journey that has led you to become a sacred medicine carrier, facilitator, bridger, uh, translator, holder, guider. Um, mm. You know, please share a little bit of your story so we understand where your wisdom is coming from. Thank you. Yes, beautiful. Um, yeah, I just want to give some extra recognition before I go on to, to the beautiful energy you, you are creating in, in these sessions. Yeah, really mm, feels very wholesome. Thank you. <laughs> so my journey began in, I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I grew up from age 11 with uh, an Argentinian guy. Uh, who was 10 years old at the time. I was, you know, I'm, I'm one year older than him. Thanks to the Argentinian crisis of 2001, whatever it was, um, yeah, they created a diaspora of Argentinians through the world. And uh, by, yeah, age 11, he, uh, I met this guy who came with his family and fell into, fell magically into the neighborhood where I was living, where I spent 10 years of my childhood. Two years later, I met, you know, Another person who would all, who would also become uh, one of my two best friends growing up through teenage years. This guy was from Paraguay. Um, I introduced the two of them. We became best friends, all three of us. And yeah, um, by age fifteen, you know, I'm like completely bilingual Spanish English because I was just like growing up between uh, their two households, basically between a Paraguayan household and an Argentinian household in my home city of Edinburgh. They were really the saving grace uh, for what was truly, a, you know, a really, um, really troubled uh, childhood environment. Um, but what they did was like open my mind completely, you know, um, to, to 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 the cultures of South America. Um, and yeah, by by age nineteen, I went to live in Argentina. And when I was in Argentina, I went through this really big, uh, you know, um, awakening, if that's what you want to call it. Um, I met a woman who I still hold a very dear relationship with to this day. She's a, she's a, a clairvoyant and she just opened my mind completely. Um, 
this then you know pushed me to um uh cancel my flight home and uh, i ended up hitchhiking all the way from argentina through chile and bolivia into peru and when i was hitchhiking through bolivia i came face to face with because i was sharing transport with with, with them the countries living indigenous populations the quechua and aymara people um, and so where my spiritual awakening came into contact with me meeting in the physical world these you know, representatives of deeply wise indigenous lineages, that's where everything began to awaken for me. And uh, yeah, five days after uh, entering the country of Peru, uh, I met the woman who three months later would become my wife. And uh, together with her, uh, we've spent the last 15 years really um, traveling the world in, in search of uh, uh, researching earth-based wisdom traditions, um, uh, we we began with uh, uh, San Pedro Huachuma, the cactus, mm-hmm. um, and then after two years of working with Huachuma, moved on to ayahuasca, and since then, you know, have worked with many many different uh, lineages, ayahuasca lineages, um, and we studied also at the Edinburgh Shamanic Center with Claudia Gonzalez, who's Brazilian, and her uh, partner Mark Halliday, who you know has a lot of uh, history training with the Lakota and uh, Navajo people. So we were kind of walking this parallel path, my wife and me together, um, training with uh, Mark and Claudia, whilst also doing a lot of healing work with uh, different ayahuasca lineages. And then in 2019, um, one thing that was characteristic of the entire journey was just this constant um, presence of the spirit of the Shipibo people uh, throughout our journey. And yeah, no, October 2019, October, November 2019, that's when I I personally, after a little bit of a personal crisis, lots of, you know, <laughs> childhood traumas mm-hmm. coming to uh, haunt me uh, on the journey, uh, that's when I decided, okay, uh, it's time for me to really just choose, you know, uh, one uh, ayahuasca lineage to go uh, significantly deeper with. And that's when I began my apprenticeship with the, with the Shipibo. And since then, yeah, we've been learning with them, working with them, facilitating with them, running retreats with them, uh, doing online uh, events with them. And yeah, um, yeah, that, that is who we're apprenticing with in the, in the ayahuasca traditions. Um, we also work with the Quero traditions. Um, my wife is a Chanka uh, native from Apurimac, Apurimac, high in the uh, Andes Mountains of Peru. Um, and yeah, so we have a nice like little blend um, of of uh, wisdom traditions that we that we work with um and we're kind of strongly rooted in yeah beautiful and um can you speak a little bit about the tradition of your wife and the medicines you and her uh, carry and bring bring in of course yeah yeah so my wife is chanka um known i mean what the chanka people are most well known for uh is their uh, stubbornness <laughs> and their uh, their they you know they were the Inca. You say the that Inca. the Portuguese people are also very stubborn. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you'll have something in common with my wife. Very stubborn, no? <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, yeah. and and what that how that translated you know in 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 old times, let's just say, was when the Inca were you know yeah just making on their voyages making their conquests bringing societies and 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 communities into their empire 
they, they, they couldn't defeat the Chanka people, you know, they couldn't overcome them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they found intelligent strategies to collaborate with them. And this way bring them into their empire rather than fight to, you know, defeat them and bring them in through conquest. They brought them into the empire through collaboration rather than conquest. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, 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 I mean, you, you talk about, you know, the medicine that I work with together with my wife, it, it's cacao. Uh, sacred cacao medicine, ceremonial grade cacao, um, and this this deep relationship with cacao for my wife came about literally before she was born, because uh, a, a really strong part uh, of of her people is to have cacao like like a backbone to the community for so many different things, women's circles. Uh, you know, weaving family together, um, just a backbone to the whole society, really. Um, But my wife's uh, grandmother, who is now about 112 years old, she's still alive. um, uh, She was my wife's midwife. So she delivered Mm. my wife into the world. And, you know, a, a core integral part of her traditional midwifery practices was to use sacred ceremonial cacao. Um, it threw all the deeply important moments and transitions in life, particularly birth, for opening, opening the channels, opening the energy channels, helping uh, soften, open all, all of the qualities that we hear cacao is, uh, you know, good for. Uh, is exactly what uh, my wife's uh, grandmother uh, used it for during the process of bringing her uh, into the world. And um, yeah, just, you know, uh, on my wife's shamanic path, on her path of shamanic development, she really reconnected with her her own lineage, her own roots, and like, yeah, really revived, brought brought a real aliveness uh, to this relationship that she was gifted with from before birth with the beautiful medicine that is cacao. Yeah, beautiful. And oh yeah, it's a medicine that is so, so, so dear to me. So I'm so happy we're, we're, we're naming that at this moment. But your work revolves also around guiding individuals through, you know, deep transformative experiences. And can you tell us um, what it means to be committed to being a facilitator or a sacred medicine carrier and, and, and provider and what that means to be in that commitment <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's it's a big conversation you know uh, that is obviously alive in my world because it's like you know i i and i have these conversations i've already had them multiple times this year where i'm i'm like i'm kind of some somehow a little bit confused by like seeing all of these people that like really want to you know sit behind the altar serve medicine and like i kind of find myself so much of the time at the other end of the spectrum like wishing i could just hang up my gloves hang up my coat and like you know stop because it's so <laughs> so challenging like it is yeah. such a challenging path and you know i know that you know uh, like this weekend, we're going to be holding some deep, deep space for people, both me and my wife. And before we go in there, we prep and we prime each other and we, you know, we hold space for each other and we do work on each other, energy work on each other. And every single time, every time we do that, we cry. 
You know, we cry mm-hmm. for our children. We cry tears because it hurts our heart to be away from our children. You know, it hurts our heart to to have to separate our family, to go into this work and 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 and, and hold sacred space for other people's transformations. You know, um, yeah. When 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 family is is such a, a an important thing uh it's 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 such a a challenge you know but then then like on the other side of all the processes and when you have the sharing circles and you hear people's stories and 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 the journeys they've been on and how they've transformed and how you can see how they are transforming wow it's like okay okay yeah this is why this is why we are we are doing this this is why we put ourselves through this you know this is why we not only put ourselves through that the separation and the 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 partitioning of our family temporarily but literally the ongoing partitioning of our family even when we're under the same roof you know because when any of us are in a deep process of dieta or preparation for this we have to be like we can't eat the same food as everybody else we have to eat separately you know um when it's when it's time to 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 cultivate our own energy and 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 be in isolation we need to be away from the family even when we're under the same roof you know which is also you know yeah gut-wrenching it's it, it it's it's such a pull on the heart you know um but yeah this this it's like a it's it's like a you know i hear i hear like service workers you know like emergency service workers like like firemen firemen or rescue workers like i hear them sometimes saying like you know when people ask them like what is it that makes you go into these like horrific scenes uh you know why do you put yourself through that knowing that it can traumatize you knowing that it can like it's it's difficult for you and potentially life-threatening and you know the the answer that they give that i've heard so many times that i resonate with so much is it's 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 just a calling you know it's a it's a, mm-hmm. it's a deep calling it's a deep calling from the soul that yeah it, it's not easy to put into words um and it, and, and it's certainly not easy to actually live and breathe it's like excruciatingly difficult actually but time and time again, we, we, we show up for it, you know, because it, something is calling us to it. And of course, like I said, when we see the change in other people's lives and the way that they are, their lives are changing positively, that's like, that's when, you know, things crystallize, the understanding crystallize, the reminder is crystallized. Okay, <sighs> this is why we do this work you know uh, but it's not easy it is not something that you just pick up and you know in in a weekend or a week or even um, a year you know mm. even a year like it's not something that you can just pick up and, and run with you know um yeah not easy yeah <laughs> Do you feel that, you know, uh, without that quality of calling, that there needs to be a calling of the soul, which will be like a North Star or guiding light through those challenges moments, you know, where um, where you go, okay, I'm going to quit. 
I personally have probably probably a minimum of one, and actually in the last few years, twice a year, this existential question of should I be doing this, A, and paired with that question, am I still invited to do it? Because it's a cooperation with the field. It's not, you know, like, this is what I want. And and then the third layer to that in my own life is, am I willing to hear the answer no? And what does that mean for my identity? Am I ready to let that, that part go? You know, and I think in terms of, do you have the capacity to ask yourself those kind of questions and continuously work on your qualities and cultivating those qualities? And you've already named it. It's a lot of preparation. There is sacrifice in time, in relationships, in partnerships. Um, and there are practices you do. You name dieta. Um, what are the qualities that you as a leader and as a guide with these medicines are needing to consistently cultivate? <laughs> Consistent cultivation of uh, strength of character, strength of energy, uh, personal power, which uh, also must be rooted in honor and dignity and right relationship, right? Because we all know what power does <laughs> in a position of wrong relationship, right? Um, and, and the way that that is, that, is, that that is cultivated is through sacrifice. Um, and, that, and that is the purpose of the dieta, right? That is the purpose of the dieta to not only heal, parts of you that specific master plants are able to heal, but also to fill yourself with the light and the energy and the power of the plants, right? I know it's like, uh, you know, uh, can seem deeply, well, it is, it is deeply mystical. It seems deeply mystical because it is deeply mystical. Um, <laughs> it, it's a deeply mystical science, right? Um, where, 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 um, light, power, and energy is gained through the through the sacred science of dieta, which is high levels of uh, pretty excruciating uh, restriction on diet, on relationships, on lifestyle, um, and, and that is where that is where you know most of it is cultivated: the character, the strength of character, the personal power. You know the the. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? The stringency, stringency, like being stringent with yourself um, in order to cultivate something that you might not see, feel, hear, or sense right now in your immediate space, but you know is ahead of you, you know? Um, yeah. So <laughs> consistently cultivating also faith, right? Yes. Faith. Yes. Um, yeah. Even in the dark times, like even when life is, you know, putting its hand through your mouth and like ripping your insides out through your mouth, you know, like even when you feel like you are being literally turned inside out by life, finding grace in the middle of it that is rooted in your faith and knowing that it all serves a purpose and this too shall pass and that these difficult, painful experiences are just part of a wider plan of growth and evolution for you and your path. Yeah. 
Yeah, beautifully said, because faith will will help through. And of course, ritual and prayer and ceremony community are qualities that then can amplify and, and work with that. And um, one of the conversations we've had without recording <laughs> was around, uh, you know, the aspect of um, what I've been really dropping into in the last years, it was this quote that, you know, when I shared it with you, she was like, oh, that was you, was the work is rewarded by the gifts you receive in silence. And it's really funny because I asked, I share this with people and there are people that are and not on this path or, you know, I have friends who are, you know, who know me for many, many years who are not necessarily plugged into the psychedelic ecosystem at all. And they reflected to me the most funniest thing on this quote where I went like, oh yeah, you can also perceive it that way. But, in, <laughs> you know, but it would be more around, you know, um, um, a very different perspective, but in the perspective of this work, um, how do you see this, like, uh, as a facilitator and um, silence playing a role in your work? And let's say, quote unquote, silence. You know, yes. Uh, for me, silence is also prayer. You know, that yes. moment of prayer. So, how how do you relate to that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, actually, I I, I have my primary prayer tool with me here, uh, a pouch of tobacco and. <laughs> my my yes. pipe um that is that is my you know my primary prayer tool but oof, i think you know even if it's not with 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 mapacho even if it's not with tobacco and with my pipe just the i mean simple science right computer science like science of energetics and physics and like we need time to process and ground and empty ourselves once more. If we do not uh, empty, uh, allow ourselves to empty the, the vessel that we are, then just like, you know, I think of my motorhome, right? I ha- we have a five berth motorhome and it has this like the gray water right where all the dirty dirty water is gray water it collects in a tank right and then it has this thing where you open it and it just falls out right um so you you can uh, you know uh, run a cycle to renew uh, just cleanse all that dirty water out if we don't do that <laughs> if we don't do that then what happens it like yeah. overflows stinks putrefies ferments becomes a horrible swamp, right? Inside of our motorhome. It's the same inside of our being. If we don't give ourselves the opportunity to cleanse the energy from our being, then it will ferment. It will, you know, putrefy. It will af- absolutely affect our mind space, our the toxicity levels of our thoughts, anxieties, depressions, panic, like all of this stuff, self-sabotage, all this stuff. Um, but then also, also, you know, we have the power, like you said, the power of prayer, the power of prayer. And, uh, you know, I, you have this beautiful quote um, about, you know, receiving the gifts from silence. I, I put out a, a quote as well recently saying, it all begins with a prayer. <laughs> mm-hmm, and, yeah. you know, like literally everything, everything I have, everything that has been worthwhile in my life, 
that I have achieved or created or built, it began with a prayer, right? Uh, and yeah, if 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 just if if the act of meditating is emptying and allowing freshness in, and and also allowing the wisdom, the inherent wisdom of the ecosystem of nature that runs through us, around us all the time, right? If if that's what silence give us gives us, then prayer is what we are able to offer to existence uh, as a as a uh, uh, an act of sacred creation. Uh, it is where we're able to create the state of being the the tone of our existence and surroundings right that is that is what 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 prayer is 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 able to to offer uh so yeah mm. silent practices mm. are powerful yeah yeah that quality it's it's um you know, it's it's understanding the nuance between the the movement of doing and the movement of being. In and as a facilitator, it's you need to be consistently cultivating and aware and and working on this muscle because especially. You know, you, you're in Scotland, I'm majority of the time in the Netherlands, and then I'm go back and forth to Portugal. We live in, in, in cities, you know, all of these things were pushed into the doing. But to really relate into the facilitation and guiding in the, uh, let's see, um, not the, the, the multidimensional space, <laughs> the cosmology, cosmology and the frameworks of the unseen, you know, you need to be able to cultivate these qualities that are uh, subtle realms uh, within yourself. So in terms of that cultivation of that relationship with, you know, the elements and the plant allies and everything that is in between, what have you what have you learned along the path and what are you willing to share from those learnings? Because some learnings are private and I honor that too. Yes, yes. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for honoring that as well. Um, I think one that I can share is that if we allow ourselves to truly listen to the voice of nature, we are able to see just how many personalities we share this, even, even the silent world, how many personalities there are in, in the world of silence, right? In, in, in the silent world of plants, in the silent world of trees. On a biological level, we know, bi biologists, scientists, you know, uh, are now discovering and, and, and publishing you know, just how much interconnectivity and intelligence there exists between, like, among the world of vegetation, plants, fungi, trees. Um, but we take that knowledge and understanding to an entirely new level when we can move just that little bit deeper into a relationship with the natural world. And that comes through that can come through dieta, that can, can come through 
you know, um, also prayer and and moving into sacred relationship with 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 plants, being very intentional with our relationship with plants, um, and <clears throat> and I think that uh, you know one of the core things like. These plants for me really have been an access point to indigenous wisdom and inside the wisdom of the living indigenous populations is the secret of what it really means to be connected to nature, the secret of a symbiotic relationship with nature. And it really goes way, way beyond what the doctors are now prescribing walks in nature, you know, even, even the academic psychotherapists, the, the ones who are like, like really quite strictly academic and, you know, um, for want of a better way of saying it, I don't want to use this word as, you know, definitive, but like materialistic uh, in their way of, of being and, 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 and thinking, you know, oh, go for a walk in nature and feel better. Or, or maybe at best, go for a walk in nature and regulate your nervous system. You know, um, this level of understanding has now reached uh, Western medicine. But I think the work that I have done with plants has given me access to indigenous ways of knowing. And inside the wisdom of the living indigenous populations is an understanding of being connected to nature that goes way deeper than that. Where literally in what appears to be silence but is way beyond silence mm. is is a level of communication with the natural world that is inherent to our way of being and arguably the disconnection from that way of being is one of the biggest contributors to our malaise and disease in, in, in today's modern world, right? Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> you, were, you already named the word uh, sacred um, multiple times, and uh, one yeah. of the qualities and passions that I'm having deeply and which is created in, you know, as we are recording this and launching this new project, which will be an ongoing dedication and love for myself, is called Stewards of the Sacred. And um, and I think, in, you know, when you're speaking about the sacred and being in right relationship and in that reciprocity, uh, and I know the work that you are doing with your wife around reciprocity and um, building communities and, you know, and your dream in that sense, that heart-centered leadership kind of in showing up, what is... What does that mean to you in terms of being a steward of the sacred and in that sense and your dedication to reciprocity? Maybe you can speak a bit into that. Being a steward of the sacred and my dedication and devotion to reciprocity. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think that being a steward of the sacred is, for, for me anyway, is returning to, to ritual. Stewarding the sacred is returning to ritual um and 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 yeah you know again all of the relationships with that that i have built through multiple communities and i really am you know i'm i'm a networker by by nature like i network really strongly 
wherever mm-hmm. I go. And, and that energy and that essence has, you know, uh, carried through into my relationships with the indigenous populations of, you know, of the world. Um, but really most strongly in the Amazon jungle and the Andes mountains. Um, and, and, and so, you know, I've been exposed to poof, m- multiple, um, intimate relationships with multiple different, um, you know, lineage representatives and, and yeah, uh, for me, yeah, bringing, bringing back this way, this recognition of the consciousness of nature, bringing back this, um, yeah, interrelationality mm. of, yeah. yeah, of, of, of all beings in nature this is for me what stewarding the sacred means uh, and and that is done through you know reviving the ritual um that uh that i've learned on on my travels and on my on on in my relationships with with all of those multiple lineages that i've worked with um and yeah, in terms of my uh, dedication and devotion to reciprocity, it yeah, it, I mean, it, it goes hand in hand, really. It really goes hand in hand. Um, because it's 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 something that's just born, really born from from my heart. Like I I I, I don't I don't want to like have all these experiences that I've had in amongst all these communities, and then stand on my soapbox with the loudspeaker. I've literally got a loudspeaker behind this computer, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I can grab it right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I don't want to stand there with my loudspeaker and tell the world, you know, I don't want that. That just doesn't feel right to me. What feels right to me is to say, hey, buddy, like what you just shared with me, come tell my friends about it. Let me help you communicate this with my friends. Let, let me help you tell my friends this, you know, my friends of the modern world. Um, and in this way, you know, this is, this is, this is the way that we, we reciprocate, you know, our, our commitment, our devotion to reciprocity is, is actually a devotion and a dedication to equitable bridge building between societies. Um, that's, 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 that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really hear what you're saying, and I'm happy. And thank you for naming the, you know, creating a stage and then saying, "Hey, share what you have to share." And I, and, you know, for my own lineage, my Dutch lineage, I have a, a lot of artists and writers, and and so storytelling is a very big part of my life. It's Im- embedded in my DNA. Uh, so creating this podcast is my way of reciprocity. You know, because I think through through storytelling and giving peers the opportunity to share their story is an, an honoring of, you know, Mark, I see you, you know, and let me, let me, let's share your story, you know, yes. and that for me is my way of reciprocity into this ecosystem that we call plant mm-hmm. medicines, entheogens, psychedelics, you know. Um, so I believe that reciprocity can mean many different things for many different people as long as you... Uh, I learned something new today, and I want to honor the person that uh, actually had this channel come in through an oracle that came through, which was sharing about 
um, that uh, if you cultivate the qualities of offering, you uh, clear the mind of extraction. Whoa. Give me one second. Let me just absorb that. Okay, say that once more. So if you cultivate the qualities of offering, you clean or heal or uh, heal the mind of extraction. Wow. Mm -hmm. So this is Isis Indra. She is the um, founder of many amazing uh, teaching and platforms and um, oracle studies and mystical studies. And I I had a conversation with her today and we recorded it for Stewards of the Sacred. And, And this to me, it really, it's like it really dropped into my heart because mm-hmm. I think if you consistently train your mind, your being in a state of offering, which is a state of reciprocity, you actually de- de- decolonializing your system. Right. Right? I and I was that. like, oh, I'm getting all choose goosebumps right now. So I'm mm. so grateful she was willing to share that. So that's where... I'm feeling where you're going as well is like, you know, it's, it's a natural thing there. It's part of who you are. You know, it's like if I make food and you come in my house at that time, you'll get a plate. If you tell me you're not hungry, I don't care. There's a plate in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And it, 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 like you, you just, you, you look out into the natural world, you know, what this, this for me, I told you that this, this, like way of being and way of reciprocating is what comes from deep in my heart. I have the, you know, yeah, that it's, it's, it's my, my, let's say my Dharma, my purpose. I I have been gifted with language skills and cross-cultural skills so much so that my being is, you know, uh, constituted of this capacity and calling to be that, you know, intercultural, cross-cultural, cross, mm. you know, linguistic bridge. And it comes from deep in my heart. And that's what I bring forward into the world. But you look anywhere in the world. And this word, you know, in my wife's native tongue, Quechua, the word Aini, sacred reciprocity, like the moon gives its light to the sea to help it to come out and in in its waves right the sun offers its heat to allow moisture to be allow the earth to be freed of of moisture when it needs to be freed of moisture right then the clouds give rain to the earth when the earth needs moisture for harvesting cultivating whatever it is that it needs to you know uh grow cultivate harvest like this is it this is, this is reciprocity, you know, and we come into that state of reciprocity when we are able to clear the voices of our traumas, clear the voices of our, you know, uh, the, the lineage-based traumas, clear our conditioning and truly tune into ourselves at the core of our beings with all of the key, all of the answers to, to those key questions of who am I, why am I here, where have I come from, where am I going, what are my gifts? Who do I serve? All these questions, when when we are able to truly, from the depth of our being, answer these questions, reciprocity just happens naturally. It's just a natural unfolding. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. One of the things that I want to highlight is um, for people to, to know about your work is what you do with your um, wife is this beautiful cow ceremonial leadership training and the blessings that uh, she and you have received to even pass on this training. So maybe it's also important for people to understand that that reciprocity in a lineage that holds this medicine and yes. how that blessing has come through and um, you know, when people really feel a calling to work with this amazing, generous, it's such an abundant and generous tree with fruits. It's like amazing. Yeah. It's, an, it's an umbrella, you know, they cut it. I don't know if people know, but they keep it short. So it's easier to, to get the fruits, but then the leaves go all the way down and touch the earth. So it becomes, the tree becomes an umbrella. And this yes. is why it's the representation of mother earth holding you in that tree. Yeah. So yep. please tell us about your leadership training with Cacao Ceremony and where they can find it. Are you traveling with it? What is your vision for it? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know, it's uh, as much my wife's vision as it is mine. You know, when, when my wife really uh, woke up, you know, really like woke up to, 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 to this deep calling that was coming through her for multiple years when she woke up to answer that calling. Um, my calling was then to be of service to her and her calling, you know, this is just one aspect of, of, of the work that we offer in the world, but it is a very, very, it is a core part of our work. And actually it is, you know, one of the things that really, uh, binds our family together as well is our work with cacao <laughs> my my little three well he's going to be three in at the end of november he's running about now one of his first words is cacao cacao, <laughs> cacao. That's amazing. I, I, I will, after we finish recording this i will send you a video uh, of that <laughs> for you to chuckle at but yeah so um we are offering a two-day training a two-day training that is that is that is my wife's blessing as she received we were back over in peru in march earlier this year and she spoke to her grandmother you know the uh 112 year old representative of the chanka lineage her midwife the lady that i told you about earlier she told you know uh her grandmother like i want to you know i'm, I'm feeling called to pass my 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 my, my teachings on with this medicine that you know you were in such deep commun communion with to help me come into this world i want to pass this on to other people you know um can i receive your blessing and so yeah her grandmother gave her the blessing and from there um yeah we have worked to put together a a two-day training that yeah prepares people um to hold sacred ceremonial spaces with cacao of course there is some criteria for and barriers to entry like if you've never sat in a cacao ceremony before you can't do the training so you need to have some level of, of experience with, yeah. with cacao you need to have a relationship with with cacao already um you know yeah we we run you through um uh, yeah from from the ground up from the earth up the history of cacao uh, the history of peruvian cacao our uh, connection to cacao, my wife's lineage, uh, the particular community that, that, that we work in as well, and its way of uh, working with cacao, how to build a relationship with the plant, uh, how to hold sacred ceremonial space, um, 
basic skills, basic skills in in shamanic journeying as well. Um, and um, yeah, creating a bit of a magical uh, space as well for for each person's own, you know, individuality and in individual expression mm -hmm. to come through in what they they offer. Um, and yeah, so to receive uh, the the blessing directly from a woman of the Chanka lineage of Apurimac in Peru. Uh, this is what we're we're offering. It takes two days, um, and yeah, we're we're uh, we're launching this on. I think it's yeah the third of December. Um, it will be held in Glasgow, which is Scotland's biggest city, actually. Yeah, mm. um, this is. Uh, where we're going to be doing it on the third and fourth of December, but you know it is absolutely my my wife's strong calling, our strong calling, my wife leading the way <laughs> um, <laughs> to travel, yeah. to travel and do this traveling. You know, yeah. so yeah, yeah, maybe in Holland she feels a very strong. We we feel a very strong calling to go to uh, New Zealand um, and. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we we've had the blessing of working with some dear brothers and sisters of the Maori uh, nation in in uh, cross cultural healing, um, and so we feel quite called to go to you know uh, New Zealand and perhaps also Australia. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it is absolutely within our our vision to travel with this with these teachings. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. And I mean, as we're recording, of course, this is uh, October 2023. So if you're listening somewhere in 2024 and tuning back in, you know, just go to the website. It's in the show notes and you can see the next date. And if you feel called to maybe just invite, you know, be bold, invite people to come into your community and share medicines together and create groups together and, you know, cultivate that relationship. I think that's where we need to strengthen our community essence together in that kind of uh, way. Mm. So we're almost coming to a close here. And um, before I am going to classically close the Awaken podcast with the most random questions that you should not think long about, I would like to ask, is there anything that you feel is important to share with the audience that we haven't spoken into that you feel is important today? Um, I think just what was coming through there as I was speaking into what we are offering, my, my, my wife and I, and thank you for, you know, uh, uh, guiding people and, and, and letting people know where they can connect with us. I would love to, to hear from people. Um, but yeah, uh, what, uh, what really came through is just this, this magic of uh, combining like the old with the new and you know, um, being able to honor the ancient and honor the the old ways, whilst also not closing the doors on on evolution. Right? I think there's something magical. Um, I do have a dear ethnobotanist friend. He's a doctor of ethnobotany who lives between Costa Rica and Ecuador. Um, and 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 he, I have these conversations with him, and it's something that we really share a sentiment on in in, in the rooting of whatever we are training in. You know, ceremony facilitation, mm -hmm. shamanic journeying, uh, like guided visualizations, whatever it is, deep nature connection, to, to have that rooted in a lineage, in a tradition, you know, in an ancestral uh, lineage and tradition. But then to just like the roots of a tree, right, to have the roots there in tradition and custom and ancient ways, whilst allowing new, fresh 
leaves to 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 grow you know and and evolve uh to allow our own unique character and individuality to come through in whatever it is that we are doing uh that that is that is what i felt yeah to share beautiful thank you so much um okay random questions (laughs) let's go so if you would be a bear (laughs) what (laughs) <laughs> what kind of bear would you be and what color? <laughs> well, this is an inside joke because I, uh, and we have to tell the audience because it does not make sense. This <laughs> I'm going to feel embarrassed, but yeah, you, you share it. <laughs> so Mark, I asked Mark to email me pictures for his profile and he sent me a picture of a bear. So <laughs> I love uh, it. Yeah. The cat's out the bag, so to speak, or the bear's out the bag, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I would probably be uh, uh, like the one that I sent you, <laughs> a big grizzly. I like I like grizzly bears, big and powerful, uh, also noble and like there's a sense of honor with them as well. So, yeah, I love grizzly bears. Good. Um, what is your food or your dish that reminds you of your childhood? Oh, my goodness. My fondest fondest memories perhaps not childhood but teenage years absolutely empanadas empanadas Ah. from argentina from paraguay Mm. yeah yeah Yeah. beautiful um if you would be a deity or like uh, an archetype what would you what would you be as an archetype Mm. you know like yeah, don't laugh. I don't know, like, uh, or maybe maybe you will, but yeah, Yemanja, Yemanja. Okay, I, I, yes, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, there's something, you know, like you look at me and I'm like a big, stocky, hairy Scottish guy, but there is something deeply enchanting about, about Yemanja and about about the water and being all encompassing and being being like enchanting, being able to sweeten hearts, you know? I yeah, there's something about that. Yeah. Yeah. If you wouldn't be doing what you're doing today and serving and facilitating and guiding and all of these beautiful gifts, what would be a path that you would be on? Probably either a fireman which was my dream when i was like six or seven years old or a professional martial artist uh which is what i grew a lifelong love for from the age of nine ten beautiful it's like uh one of the the teachings that i received in ceremony was about the qualities of the samurai and a lifelong um fine-tuning your sword and then deciding to never use it <laughs> right i right? love it yeah yes. uh, i have a good friend who has trained extended periods of time in the shaolin temples in china and his his uh, how do i say it in english lemma like a motto his motto is yes. train like a beast live like a monk 
I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. That's a beautiful closing. So I just want to honor your work and your beautiful words and your family. And as we open the place, we close our place thinking gratitude for all the directions, mm-hmm. all the ancestors, all the guides, our beautiful planet our earth our living library that is so such a blessing to be on and a creative source of all that is that encompasses all of us and thank you thank you thank you as our great work here is now done mm, thank you thank you very obrigado thank you for listening and choosing to be here with us feel free to subscribe to the awaken podcast and tell a friend about it you never know who might need to feel empowered today Follow me on Instagram at Natasha Pelgum and share what inspired you about this episode. Stay tuned and see you next time.